Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are talking about possible delays with the uh, PlayStation 5, maybe Xbox One? I don't maybe. know. PlayStation 5. Yeah, the rumors. Uh, on on the show today with us for the first time in a long time, we have the illustrious Cody Moffat. Hey, nice to be here. Welcome when, to the show. When was the last time that you were on, Cody? That, I mean, that's my question. I think like twenty years ago. <laughs> on there. I mean, well, how yes, uh, we would have been? Right. We would have been about ten, you know, t- twelve, yeah. thirteen, whatever. <laughs> Chris would have been like forty. Mm, <laughs> no, I'm not. Man, I don't know. I, do I look old? Nah, nah. <laughs> I, I would have been. I would have been. Uh, I would have been fourteen. Oh wow! Here's the deal, Chris. <laughs> I feel like in, in looking back at pictures of you, like from yeah. the past, however long, I want to say that like yeah. it's harder to tell when things are based on on you. Like if it's just a photo of mm. just you, because you're like you're, you've you've been like at home and at peace in your style, and like it's been different variations of that same general like vibe where like it's like I haven't changed like it's fun and friendly. Yeah, it's time to change. <laughs> I'm saying you haven't changed like you you haven't shaved your beard like at any point. Oh, you know you haven't like yeah. uh, gone like really short with your hair or really long, and you haven't grown out your beard ridiculously long like I have. Like right, right. definitively, there are certain photos of me where you look at it and you go, oh, I know exactly when that was. That was whenever John had the giant beard. <laughs> Yeah, you've become That's, static, is what he's saying. <laughs> I'm just the same. I'm just saying same. That, I that... I feel like I need to mix it up now. Like I feel like that Chris probably has a painting somewhere in his house that is slowly aging while he <laughs> stays the same. Mm, Picture of wow. Dorian Gray. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that, that may or may not be true. It's, 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 it's that one. I've he like re- it. reveals it from the <laughs> shelf behind him. Uh, so uh, instead of the regular... What have you been up to lately this week, talk? What I want to talk about this time is uh, what have you – this is – I I kind of jokingly yesterday called this a quarantine cast with Cody via text. Uh, but what what have what have you all been up to? What's the what's the thing that's been keeping you sane during this quarantine? Oh, we'll start with Cody. Sleeping. <laughs> sleeping? Sleeping. I mean, that's good. That's good. No, I've been playing uh, uh, it, Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening. I've been watching uh, – on Amazon Prime, uh, Tales from the Loop. I've never heard, heard of that? that. I haven't either. It's like a weird sci-fi thing, but it's kind of like, it looks like it's set in the Midwest, like Ohio, but it's got like no distinct era to it. Like it could be like 70s, 80s, 90s, whenever. That's cool. I dig it. I dig it. So so what you're saying is that show has a painting somewhere that's aging and it's, you know, it's staying static time-wise. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's kind of ethereal. It's weird. It's a weird show. I watched I watched all of it, and I was like, I don't know. We have discussed on this very podcast before uh, how both of us have some sort of like a, uh, a, I don't know, like, it's hard for me to like think to watch Amazon Prime Video because, like, I have it because I have Amazon Prime, but like, I didn't get Amazon Prime for the video portion of it, so like, I just don't think to check it out, like, for, for shows. Um, 
there's one show specifically that like I watch like the, it's a it's a kids show like they have, they have really good kids programming on uh, Amazon Prime so like you know the shows like that I'll I'll put on like with Des but like for me I don't like think to be like oh I'm gonna sit down and watch a show let me let me look on Amazon I'm usually like Netflix or uh, you know Hulu or Disney Plus or something like that um, so. Yeah. Yeah, times are getting desperate. I had to Google, where's Amazon Prime Video? (laughs) You're like, I've watched all the things on Netflix, all the things on Hulu. Everything else is watched. And uh, Amazon Prime, you got to dig in there. Yeah, if you go to Amazon, it's hard to find the actual video portion. That's why I have to Google it every single time. Hmm. That's the That's thing. It's, it's not even called Amazon Prime Video on my Xbox. It's just called Prime Video. And so, like, but luckily, the voice commands know that if you ask for Amazon Prime Video to open that app, on uh, some apps, it's like if you say it one, like, word wrong, it doesn't even open the app. It, like, opens something else. Hmm. Um, sometimes I've done, ex- uh, like, tell- told my Xbox to, like, open Call of Duty, and it's just started calling someone off of my Skype. <laughs> Someone, do you have someone named Duty? <laughs> or like your... Rudy, or like, you know, it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> sweet. <laughs> um, okay, so I'll, I'll go and answer kind of my question. I feel like we've rabbit trailed. Um, <laughs> and uh, It's on me. So one of the things that um, I have found that I've done, like, so I've been watching movies, but specifically like old movies. Hmm. Like last night I watched Speed uh, for the first time in forever. You know, like on, on Amazon Prime. So that's relevant. Ooh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Segway. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, so I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know why specifically that, like, you know, watched um, the old Jack Ryan movies. So Clear and Present Danger and Patriot mm. Games. Um, hmm. Yeah, just like stuff like that that I'm like, hmm, this is like, I don't know if it's because it's, it's a known quantity. I've seen it before. It's mm-hmm. comfortable. Yeah. Like, it allows me to kind of just like re-engage with uh, a part of my brain or imagination whenever things before before this you know so things don't feel super new the before times the before times (laughs) (laughs) before before the great plague yeah um the uh so have you watched the the jack ryan show that's on amazon i haven't i want to but that's the thing i have like i have no desire right now to do that like Mm -hmm. i kind of just want to watch a bunch of old stuff i like today i bought uh Alien versus Predator was on sale for seven bucks. Jesus. <laughs> this is my life these days. That's awesome. Is that the one with that's like awesome. an Egyptian temple and they fight in, or is that? <laughs> yeah, that's that. Like, I mean, it's weird. It's not a. It's not a. It's not a good one. It was terrible. It's... I saw it in the theaters when I was a kid. <laughs> Here's the back. question, uh, Cody. Since you is like, uh, is it worth the seven bucks? Did he overpay no. for this? <laughs> he overpaid. <laughs> I overpaid. So I was I was reading about it. I was like, oh, I'll buy that. And then I was like, oh, let me look at some trivia. So apparently, you know how like uh, in Alien Three, Sigourney Weaver's character dies. So like Ripley dies. Spoilers, Chris. Come on. I, I, oh, I actually haven't seen Alien Three. Alert. So, um, and uh, supposedly Sigourney Sigourney Weaver asked and wanted to be killed in Alien Three so that she didn't have to inevitably be part of the alien versus predator franchise yeah <laughs> she saw it she's coming. like i'm gonna get dragged into this just kill me off she's, i'd rather be killed she sees the, the the like the writing on the wall they like sign the deal with alien versus predator she's like so i wrote us a final chapter to alien 3 <laughs> yes but then she came back as a clone in uh an alien what was it uh 
not resurrection, alien resurgence or something like that. I don't know. I mean, that's the thing about like uh, action movies and sci-fi movies, specifically sci-fi movies, where it's like there's always a way back in. You know, it's like if yeah. you get killed off to like to avoid this terrible, terrible like crossover movie, like you're, you can get back in. You know, there's there's like clone route. There's a time travel route. There's all mm-hmm. sorts of ways. But you have the option not to at that point too. It's very true. It's very true. Cody, what uh, what did you think of of uh, spoilers for the la- the Rise of Skywalker? Oh, what Rise did you of think Skywalker? of the Emperor's Return in Rise of Skywalker? I feel like last time I was on the show, it was Four Force Awakens or something like that. It was. Was it the re-review or was it the actual review? It was and the it was first the- review, and I was psyched. Nice. Yeah. Now I've Wait, read was, enough was stuff. Was the first review? Was it you and and JJ? Mm, I think Jared. And us. Jared. Uh, I think uh, might have been Fultron. I'm not sure. Like I think we oh. had we had a we had like another another group of people of some sort. I don't know. I don't remember exactly. When was JJ on with I you? I don't know if he was. That was for the Lego Movie. Oh yes. yeah. The Lego yeah. Movie, okay, which, so, which is a great movie, by the way. What did you think of the Emperor's Return? Speaking of clones. Oh yeah, whatever. I, I don't care about this stuff anymore. You're <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever. I just, like, they lost me, like, you know. I was like, I read enough stuff on the internet to where I didn't like Force Awakens anymore. And then the second one came out, and I was like, eh. Yeah. And this one came I mean, out, it and happens. I was just like, It happens. And, like, it's funny to, like, we're, how movies age, because, like, some movies like you walk out of and you're like amped about them and then like you start thinking about it and you you re-examine it and you're like man i like it it was a fun ride along the way but like i don't know if i you know i don't know if i would watch it again with the same same eyes not saying that it has happened or anything with any of those movies but it's like it's just interesting whenever that does happen and you're like oh i hadn't really thought about it that way before Okay, so uh, Cody, you've been playing Link's Awakening and uh, watching what was that show on on Amazon? Tales from the Loop. Yeah, and I've been watching a bunch of old like '80s and '90s movies. John, what have you been doing consistently? Because this is the thing: we're far enough into this thing where you like I can see repeated patterns in my life. Yeah, to know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, so consistently, I'm actually like so I'm playing uh, Call of Duty Warzone super late at night. Like that's the that's the the late <laughs> nice. night thing specifically late at night yeah where it's like i like i'm i'm on i'm like well i don't know when i'm gonna get tired like i you know it's like this is this is a wild thing like who knows like when my brain decides to shut down so i don't want to dive into like something that's like super story driven or even like a movie a lot of times um and so i'll be like all right well let me just play some matches of this and whenever i get tired i'll just bail on it and so i do um that's the consistent thing i will say i'd be like i fill the gaps with um just the kind of normal stuff uh, where it's like, hey, this is uh, DuckTales, the, the 2017 or 2018 uh, relaunch of DuckTales, and I haven't watched the back half of Season 2, so I've watched through the back half of Season 2. Um, obviously, like, Clone Wars every week. And uh, actually, last night, I watched uh, I watched a Netflix movie, um, which is, it wasn't like, it's not an original, but Chris, you will, you will be, this will be of interest to you, because it has Stephen mm. Amell in it. Mm. Oh, wait. Code, Code 8. eight. Code yep. is on uh, is on Netflix, and I watched it I last saw night, that. and uh, I enjoyed Was myself. I enjoyed myself a lot. Like I, uh, I will say, like I, man, Stephen Amell, he's a great actor. I've not heard of this. <laughs> It's really like, it was a movie. It was like it was kickstarted. Uh, so so it was like a kickstarted movie. They released a, a, a trailer, yeah, a, like extended trailer, um, kind of. It wasn't a trailer. It's more like just like a, a quick vignette. Yeah, and it like was like short, almost short like a film. concept of like of what it is because I expected like those exact things to happen in this. 
and yeah, they don't they don't um like it's just, it basically just like a concept uh to like get get um it's the proof of concept is I guess, the word that I'm looking for. Because it's, yeah, like, it's like a sh- yeah, it's a short film f- proof of concept. Is it like mutants or something? Yeah. 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 I mean, I it's people like with powers. And uh, and essentially like the setup within the first like couple minutes of it is it goes through like this, the, you know, through like news uh, where it's like, oh, this is kind of a news montage where it's like, oh, here's the things that have happened throughout history. And it starts out where it's like, oh, this, you know, super proud people uh, emerge in like the like early part of the 20th century the 1900s and it's like they they are obviously like hey this is the the people that you hire to do certain jobs like manufacturing and stuff because like they are super strong and they can you know move things with their minds and stuff like that but then after a certain point automation takes over and the tide turns and people start like thinking that, that all of the people with powers are super dangerous. And so oh. it's like hard for them to get a, get a, a job anymore. And it's hard for them to keep a job anymore. And then, and they're all like registering. And it's like, it's like the darkest timeline of the X-Men basically. Um, oh, and that's like and, a ledger decora. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar, similar to that. So it's like, and but like, yeah, the uh, they have to register and stuff. And so you pick up in modern times with uh, with one specific guy um, who has powers. He's electric powers, um, and it goes 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 from there. And uh, so it's kind of like the the underworld of of the this alternate reality world so um where people mm. have powers it's, it's a pretty pretty awesome thing i like i said i really enjoyed um steven amell and then robbie amell which is his uh i think his cousin i believe yeah. um but they're yeah, both uh robbie amell's the main and then uh steven amell is the uh is 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 like the the next star so the you know whatever you say co-star um oh, okay and they're both fantastic in it so i i would recommend that's awesome well, that's cool. Yeah, so, I'll check that so out. late night, um, late night gaming and uh, movies on Netflix. Yeah, is yeah. that what's okay. basically? Right, yeah, right. so cool. filling in those cool, gaps cool, cool. of gaming where with with things like uh, things like movies and then kind of comfort food style uh, television shows. All right, cool. Well, that's uh, that's what I was wanting to know. You know, like what what you guys were uh, were were holding on to. You know, and uh, like I'm just gonna. This is what's getting me through. Mine is comfort um, food, actually. Do what? Mine is actually comfort food. <laughs> uh, comfort food is my comfort food. Yeah. No mash, mashed potatoes and yeah. macaroni and cheese, pizza with baked beans. I gotta cheese. stop. <laughs> Everybody who's listening to this now is hungry, Chris. <laughs> um. Cool. Well, um, I think we have some news. The news, Chris. <laughs> the news. Um, so my news is, uh, it, it, it's the same story roughly, but it comes in two parts. Where there is a, uh, so Chris, do you remember back from our childhood, there's an old hmm. game that we got out of a cereal box. A <laughs> checks cereal box. <laughs> oh, I had that. Oh, dude, and it's and it's a reskin of, cl- of, of Doom. So it's yep. basically like a, a, a Doom mod. Where yeah. you're you're checks guy and you're taking out <laughs> slimy aliens. Yes, I remember this. It's being re-released <laughs> as both a uh, the original. So uh, limited run games is re-releasing it to to PC. So they're releasing it on. Uh, what is it called? It's what called. What's it called? Checks Quest. Oh, I thought it was Checks Blaster. Oh, 
Sorority. Uh, dude, yeah, the, Chex, the, uh, Chex, the Chex what? Chex Quest. Chex Quest. Okay. And it's so it's and it's also getting a Steam remake. So like a <laughs> oh, so Chex Quest HD has a page what? on Steam now. <laughs> Wait. Are they going to put it in the Doom Eternal engine? I don't know. That's a good question. That'd be amazing. <laughs> what if it's just Doom Eternal, but it's reskinned as uh, <laughs> with the Chex so guy? Is this all? Is this all on Steam? Like I can't play it on my Switch. Um. So yeah, you can't play anything on your Switch. Uh. So it's all on PC. Um. So it, it, the 1996 DOS game, um, is being re-released by Limited Run Games, and so you can actually get a. Oh, uh, I can buy a physical version. Yeah, you can get a physical copy, which is like, like you can. Th- Three There's and two and a half inch floppy. Two different <laughs> packages. Yeah, you can get. So they have uh, one package has a a uh, USB that looks like a three and a half inch floppy disk. Nice. And uh, and it also comes with like a disk uh, CD with it on there because like the the original game like came on a CD that also had eight hours of, of AOL time you know for free. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. And uh, and so within within like the 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 Uber edition of this unlimited run games, you can get like the blaster, like the it's a full scale Zorcher replica, which is like the gun quote unquote that you use in this. It's a, called a Zorcher. I'm remembering um, way the, too much of this now. It comes with a t shirt and a poster and all sorts of stuff like that. But yeah, so like that's it's something you can get the original game as it is. It will play on like modern PCs um, on on CD or like that USB drive on limited run games. I think that's that starts like at, if you're listening to this. It has begun, and uh, for the next four weeks, they will take uh, pre-orders for it. And so, if you want your copy of it, they'll pre-order it, and then like they'll manufacture however many they get pre-ordered, and then that's it um, as far as limited run games go. Um, and then, Dude, obviously, I, the the remake is I, just uh, a remake released to Steam. So I'm looking at this thing. So they have a, I guess this full version. They have a box of checks. With the game on the back, you can get is that the box that it enamel, comes in? I think that might be the box so. it comes oh, in. Oh, maybe enamel pins, an intergalactic checks dallion of bravery metal coin, hollow foil stickers, a T-shirt, reversible eighteen by twenty-four inch poster of the checks guy, checks warrior. That's what they call it. The USB game and original soundtrack on the USB checks warrior statue. A full-scale Zorcher replica, which is his his weapon. This is insane. Yeah, dude. Uh, I think that version is like 150 bucks. Like if you got everything that they're manufacturing, I think it's like 150 bucks. So that's pretty steep. They have the soundtrack on vinyl they're releasing. I do see that as well. Good gravy. Who's this, this for? This is insane. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I didn't know there was such so many people clamoring for checks. Blaster or whatever it's called, Chicks Quest. It's just yeah. a dude who's been waiting years and years. <laughs> What's funny is like the other night I was on a run. So like early in the in the the, the like pandemic, I was on a run outside in the middle of the night because like that's the only time that I can go on runs now. Um, you know, because it's like oh, it's the only right time now, I can I guarantee I'm alone. Mm. Um, and uh, so I go on. I was on a run, and I thought about this game. Like, just randomly, was like, did that exist? Was that? A, <laughs> did I dream that? Did I make that up? Because it sounds so ridiculous. It's just a fever dream. <laughs> it's just like, did, did is the collective consciousness like dream up this like checks skin on a uh, on Doom? It's, it's so weird. Um, it's the but next no, it exists, and now it's being re released. So. 
I honestly, I'll probably pick up the like the lower tier where you get it on disc or whatever, like from uh, Limited Run Games. Um, I probably will end up uh, buying that one, if only just to have a copy of it that'll like have access to it and be like, I, "This was not a dream. This this was not <laughs> something that you uh, you hallucinated." That's hilarious. I mean, how much is this the the game? I don't know. That's a good question. I can't imagine like if the, if the, all that one is like 150 bucks, which I I realize how those work. Like, there's like probably three items in there that cost a lot to manufacture, and so in order to like make it worth the cost, they throw in a bunch of things that are like easy to manufacture or whatever. Um, yeah. But like, I suspect that the lower level, like usually they keep them around like what they're at for retail. So like uh, Celeste, like if you got just the regular game. Um, it was like 60 bucks or something like that. So, mm. I mean, I can't imagine it being more than that. Um, mm. So, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, I, uh, I, might, uh, I might want to do it. Hey, Zoom. Hey, we're, this is our first time on Zoom. This is, I'm using the free version. Nice. So there's a 40-minute uh, time cap, but it just popped up and said a gift from Zoom. We've removed the 40-minute time limit on your group meeting. Oh, nice. Thank you. Thank you, Zoom. We, we were sweating that one out, though, you know? How did... How did Zoom I mean, become a thing? Do what? Like Zoom all of a sudden when this quarantine started became like the de facto video standard. And I, I never uh, heard of it before. Oh, really? Not once. No. So I, I've used it before for work for um, like video podcasts because it's a little more reliable hmm. than um, Skype. And also, if you have the pro version, you can record both sides of it and like it'll like you can download it to your machine um and so uh it made it a good backup for the like good audio we were recording yeah that makes sense okay that's why i've used it before as well um it is funny like because it is now like the de facto thing it's uh, uh, there are there are things that have popped up where um somebody mocked up the council of elrond so the lord of the rings (laughs) but in a zoom meeting Nice. I love like, it. This was probably much more difficult if they had been over Zoom. That <laughs> <laughs> would have been hilarious, though. One does not just walk into Mordor. That's right. You got to sneak into Mordor. <laughs> I also on the names the uh, the name underneath um, <laughs> under underneath uh, Strider was uh, B A King. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Oh man. Um, was that all the news we had? I think that was all the news we, that I had, Chris. We had there was, there was well, one more the, thing, uh, wasn't there? There was the there was the rumor of the PS5 price. That's right. But where that where'd that come from? I didn't have that uh, article. You sent it to me, Chris. I did. Um, let me see. I did. Yeah, you sent oh, literally was, right before. Oh, the, that was. It's a that tw- was in the. Yeah. The okay. Well, that's the main segment then. That if we're talking about that. Okay. That well, piece. well, that's part of the main segment. So do you want to okay. go into that? Yeah. Was that the all news? Right. That was the news for now. <laughs> Until more new things happen. <laughs> Isn't that how all news things are? It's like, that was it for now. You know, it's, that's all. That's yeah. everything that's ever happened. That's all right. It. Let me, uh, let me, wait, what? The news never ends. Hmm. Unfortunate. Yeah, it's like I wish I could turn off. You know, I wish I wish the news would just stop. You know, at, at this Dude, point. Dude, so this is this is new that I didn't know about. This is some news. J.J. Um, Abrams developing Justice League Dark, a Shining spinoff show. Both of them for HBO Max. Wait, he's doing both of those? That's crazy. Apparently, are they the same thing? Because that would be really funny. No, they're separate. <laughs> 
Justice League um, Dark goes to the Overlook Hotel. All right. So I me, would watch that. I would, I would watch like Clark Kent walking around and like, you know, the 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 the, the girls like standing behind him in the wall of blood and stuff. Oh man, that'd be so I funny. Mean, he is he is uh um affected by magic. Definitely. Mm. Who's in Justice League Dark? Is it Constantine? Swamp yeah. Thing? Constantine, yeah. Swamp Thing. Here, let me let me look it up because like there's a there's a, a whole bunch of there's a and there are different versions of it, obviously. Oh yeah, um, definitely. Like where it's like they swap out swap out people. Um, I feel Justice like the, League Dark. The son of the devil or something is a character in there. I mean, that would make sense. So I'm on this is Wikipedia, so who knows? Who knows if this is if this is right, but we've got uh Dr. Mist. Black Orchid, Frankenstein's mm. in there. Just straight up, Frankenstein is in there. <laughs> but is it is it the the Frankenstein's monster or is it Frankenstein? Because th- these are different things. It's probably um, the monster. Dead Man is always in it. Yeah, uh, Madame Xanadu is in it, which is which she's awesome. Um, Pandora has been in it before. Yeah, Swamp hmm. Thing, Zatanna, she's oh, okay. awesome. I love it. All right, so um, this is, uh, man, see, I was going to read, I like to go to the source sometimes, but the source here is Bloomberg, and this article is forever long, but maybe I'll just read it anyway. Uh, The Bloomberg articles are always very, like, near the end, see, I feel like you start reading it, and then, like, near the end, they'll go off into, like, you know, some financial land that we might skip over, so. All right, so let me uh, me read this. This is from Bloomberg. This is by Takashi... Mochizuki and Yuki Furukawa. Uh, Sony Corp plans to produce far fewer units of its upcoming PlayStation 5 in its first year than it had for the previous generation console's launch, according to people familiar with the matter. The Tokyo-based tech giant is limiting its initial production run in part because it expects the PS5's ambitious specs to weigh on demand by leading to a higher price at launch. The mm. people said asking not to be identified because the subject is private. The global COVID-19 pandemic has affected Sony's promotional plans for the new device, but not its production capacity. The company has told assembly partners it would make 5 to 6 million units of the PS5 in the fiscal year ending March 2021, according to other people involved in the machine's supply chain. When Sony released PlayStation 4 in November 2013, it sold 7.5 million units in its first two quarters. So... um, that's a difference of, you know, 2.5 to 1.5 million units. Hmm. The PS5's loftier price tag may also deter initial take-up. Game developers who've been creating titles for the next PlayStation anticipate its price to be in the region of 499 to 549. And Bloomberg Intelligence's Matthew Canterman points to increased comp- component costs pushing up the price required for Sony to break even. Sony has struggled with its price-setting decision for the PS5 because of scarce components, Bloomberg News has reported. A Sony spokesman declined to comment. Its shares were largely unchanged in afternoon trade. Um, Blah, 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 blah. Sony's strategy, according to several people familiar with its plans, will be to rely on incumbent PlayStation 4 models as a bridge to get new users onto the PlayStation platform's network services while the PS5 remains in limited supply. So uh, currently, Sony sells the PS4 for 300, and the higher-end PS4 Pro for 400. The company may cut these prices around the time of the PS5 launch 
to stimulate new subscribers for the PlayStation Plus membership program and PlayStation Now game streaming service. The people said. <laughs> the people. Sony's ex chief executive officer, uh, Kinshiro Yoshida, has said the company will aim to increase recurring revenue rather than one-time hardware purchases. The PS5 production volume could still change depending on the COVID-19 situation. Sony has asked employees to work from home to mitigate the spread of the virus, and its board has been unable to meet uh, to approve business plans for the current fiscal year, including those for the PlayStation unit. That meeting was originally supposed to play, take place in March. Just use Zoom, guys. We're using it. Sony, sa Sony said last month that it plans to release results for the year ended... What is all this? What is all this? What are we talking about here? Blah, blah, blah. See, the this virus is where we is get already up business stuff. I know. The, the virus is... All, I'm like, I don't care about some of this. The <laughs> virus has already upended Sony's promotional plans. The company may forego hosting a public press conference for its PS5 release date and price unveiling due to infection fears. Yeah, well, they're definitely not going to do an yeah, in-person thing. Recently, it was forced to reveal its... Forced? Man, this is... It was forced to reveal its DualSense PS5 controller in a hurried fashion, according to people informed on the matter, which I did see. Uh, that, we talked about that last week. The, that, that part, so I was listening to, I can't remember what it was. I think it was maybe um, Kind of Funny Games Daily, and it was uh, Greg Miller and um, uh, Gary Witta talking about that, and Greg made a good point. He's, he said, like, in the in the text of that release, they mentioned that hey, developers are getting sent this right now, mm. and because in the past, whenever they've done that, things have just gotten just leaked. Yeah, immediately. He's like, rather than wait for some kind of blurry picture to end up on the internet or like you know the whole thing to leak, we're yeah. just going to announce it now and say, hey, here's what our DualSense controller looks like. This yeah. is what it is. This is what it does. So I don't know that they were forced necessarily, but like they had to do it then if they didn't want to leak. Yeah. Basically. I mean, and I, I think like earlier this year, whenever the Xbox did their reveal at the Game Awards, right? Um, it was shortly after that that there was like this this leaked image of the back of one of them um, in some like hotel room carpet or whatever um, of a Xbox Series X. So I think that was a, it's the timing of that is a, is a similar thing where it's like, ah, well, let's go ahead and announce like what this thing looks like. So that way, whenever it does get out of our hands into like other people, third parties hands, um, it, you know, it will be fine if it leaks. So those uh, the developers would have like the development console, right? So they wouldn't know what it actually looks like. Oh yeah, they wouldn't have the final look, yeah, or even the final, even necessarily the final components. Like a lot of times, those those dev kits, like early on, are not even the final, final, final components that they have in there. True. So I was just looking at the specs for PS5 and the Xbox Series X. They're using like the same GPUs almost and the same yeah. CPU. So would yeah. Xbox be sourcing or would Microsoft be sourcing their parts from the same manufacturers? I don't know. What's interesting here, I'll finish this and then we can talk about it. Like what's interesting is like up to this point, there was a uh, an interview that we referenced a couple weeks ago with um, Phil Spencer on Podcast Unlocked, on IGN's Podcast Unlocked. And mm -hmm. they asked him, hey, do you see the console getting delayed or having a limited production run. He said, yeah, at the moment, no. And the rumors were earlier in the year, even before the uh, coronavirus happened, 
that Microsoft was kind of like looking around and sourcing components other places because of just what you were saying. They're using the same stuff. Yeah. So like, not only it's it's almost like you know it's not we don't have to just look at the what do they say five to six million units that Sony's looking to make, but the probably about the same that mm-hmm. Microsoft's looking to make. Yeah. Mm. I mean, and that's the you know with uh with the production side of things, it's it. Because we have seen the final box from uh, from Xbox from Microsoft, I feel like that makes me think that maybe they're further along than Sony. So maybe they're ahead in, ahead of like ahead of Sony potentially with production. You know, or especially like you said, if they're sourcing it from other places and they're like looking to do those things, maybe they were like a, a little bit um, ahead of the curve on, on, uh, on Sony this time around. But, um, and so, you know, Hey, lucky, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe they got lucky as far as that goes. Well, to that point, let me jump, jump forward here. Then I'll come back to a different part of this article, but, uh, COVID-19 travel restrictions have prevented Sony engineers from flying to China to direct final adjustments before assembly plans go into mass production. Sony's assembly partner had voiced concern last month about meeting the production deadline. However, those worries have since abated and it should now be able to meet Sony's requested schedule, people familiar with the discussion said. Um, so, yeah, it sounds like, I mean, if the, like if we're saying that they haven't even finalized <laughs> the final, like, final, final, final box that's going to go into production, that's a problem, yeah. I feel like. Yeah, at this hmm. point, I mean, it wouldn't be in a normal like year if you were not launching this thing like in a normal uh console launch um but i i mean the world as it is now it's like well that that can be a major problem especially if you have to go do something in person somewhere yeah let me jump back in the what we've done with the article talk about the price a little bit sony remains unlikely to delay the launch of the ps5 from their critical year-end shopping season so long as arch rival microsoft corp doesn't push back the release of its next generation xbox also expected at the end of the year Sony won't delay either, the people said. Some analysts believe the close contest for attention between the PlayStation and Xbox, especially in the U.S., may force both companies to sell their new consoles at a loss. It's just speculation. I mean, we'll see what happens there. There was a... Uh, so uh, the same day that Phil Spencer did the interview with uh, Ryan McCaffrey on uh, Podcast Unlocked, he also did something with IGN. and They, they have a, a next-gen console watch, which is like almost like election-style coverage of the, uh, the consoles uh, coming out in the, in the fall. And so they interviewed him and... and uh, Damon Hatfield like asked him something about price or whatever. And he basically said like the way the consoles go is like, it's no secret that consoles generally sell at a loss to begin with. And then whenever they like people get on board with their software and services, that's where you make the money. And so meaning like he was basically inferring that, Hey, we're, we're okay to sell this thing at a loss. He's like, instead we're going to remain agile, agile being his word. They've Um, always done that. On price. Give away the razor to sell the blades thing. It was always about selling the games, and now it's about selling these subscriptions. Like, yeah. Xbox Live, the what's the Sony equivalent? The gold, PS4 Gold? Uh, PS Plus. PS Plus. Yeah, Xbox Gold, PS Plus. Those are the actual, like, services. And then they have on top of that the Xbox Game Pass and PlayStation Now that they're, they're pushing. And they just rake money in with that. Yeah. I mean, which are great services. I mean, I 
I mean, it's almost like a, it's almost like, you know, a no brainer now. It's like my Amazon Prime subscription. I don't even yeah. think about that anymore. Like I just pay it. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, same thing with like Xbox Live Gold and PS Plus. I'm just like, I should pay for it, you know? Yeah. I mean, and the thing is like whenever I use, like, so I use my Xbox exclusive, like pretty much, you know, the majority of my game time is on my Xbox. Um, and so like I subscribe to Xbox Live like no matter what. But then my PlayStation one, it's like I'll if I'm playing my PlayStation at the time, I'll I'll get on board that. And then if I'm not, I'll I'll like dip off of it, that sort of thing. But yeah, like those subscriptions are are super lucrative. Um and especially like you're getting into like more of the the game streaming, like with uh, Microsoft looking at like XCloud or they're wanting to, you know, have that as a as a uh, available service for for these things like Oh yeah. The subscription plans are going to, you know, that's how consumers have said over the years that they want to buy things. Like people just uh, want to buy things via a subscription plan. And until consumers start revolting against buying things as a subscription plan, that's what companies will pivot to offer. And so it makes a lot of sense that uh, Microsoft and Sony are both like potentially selling these things at losses at first, especially um, in order to, you know, make sure people are, are on board with their subscription the, and in their ecosystem. The interesting thing to me is that like, you know, with, in the article they referenced, PlayStation is, is thinking about uh, keeping people on board with the, the current generation, so the PS4, and, yeah. you know, the, the, that will carry them over until they have more supply. Um, and so that means that, like, hey, backwards compatible titles, probably nothing that will be released on a PlayStation 5 will not be able to be played on a PlayStation 4 for at least a year, you would think, maybe? Maybe that might be something that they would, that would be within their strategy. I know Xbox has said that potentially for the first two years, you'd be able to play uh, things on your, or like, Xbox One, the same games, um, just scaled down graphically and, and performance-wise um, on, like, the current generation. So, you know, they're... they're whole strategy this entire generation i guess has been like let's sunset generations and have it more like a cell phone thing where it's like okay well the you know we'll have one the end of life uh unit back here and that'll drop off whenever we bring in the next one and so on and so forth so yeah they're basically converging at at this point like because the architecture of these systems hasn't changed very much they've basically been like x86 like pc kind of architectures they can develop for multiple platforms at once now. Whereas, yeah. like, if you look at, like, the PS3, how its, like, chip architecture was, I think it had, like, the Emotion Engine, which, like, developers really struggled with getting the most out of it. But now yeah. everything is, like, it's basically, like, programming for PC. They've got, like, OpenGL APIs and stuff. They use the same APIs. It's really simple for them to just release games cross-platform, PC, Xbox, PlayStation, all at once. So you're saying you just like, you know, click, right-click and save as, save as, you know. <laughs> Not quite PC. that simple. Save, I'm sure save there's, as Xbox. I'm sure there's a lot of work that still goes into it, but it's not absolutely crazy. And I mean, I'm bringing up the PC thing like that. That makes a lot of sense too, because like you know, PC games will play like based on whatever processor you have. And sure, they have like a recommended processor or whatever, but like there's a wide array. And so the thing with console gaming has always been for me, the appeal is always like, well, I don't have to worry about like what what graphics card do I have for this specific game, and can I run it. Um, and what's the compatibility like? It's always just like, well, if it if it's on Xbox, it plays on my Xbox, you know. Um, 
sometimes it doesn't always play well if there's like ridiculous bugs or anything like that. But generally, it's like, well, that that's not as big of a concern on uh, on Xbox as it is for for PC most of the time. So, yeah, the crazy thing about what they're talking about in this article is just like knowing that there's a cap on how many they can produce. It's going to be interesting to see if there are shortages now. Like maybe because of the pandemic, uh, they won't sell as many as they were going to originally because you know people don't have as much expendable income or sure. are are as willing to make large purchases as they would have been otherwise. Maybe so. Maybe the numbers will be depressed in that way. But I think there is a potential to see at least with the PlayStation and, and if they're using the same components, sourcing from the same places, maybe the Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely, you know, it's a possibility for the PlayStation that you see shortages in the uh, the first, you know couple quarters at least Mm -hmm. which that'll be i mean dude you do that i mean that's what that's what nintendo does kind of just like artificially and you see yeah boxes online on ebay going for like twice as much it's it sounds like it really won't be that big of a deal given that they both have plans to kind of like crossfade into the next generation by supporting the games on both platforms you won't necessarily have to get the new box like if you don't get it oh well wait yeah. you know yeah i wonder if you can i wonder if you can get the disc or get the download run it on one and then immediately run it on the next one or will they be versioned by the, generation i can't remember what sony has said can you remember john or maybe look it up they like, have said that like some things are like they have said that there is backwards compatibility um with like ps5 so if you buy something that's a ps4 game it'll play on your ps5 Mm-hmm. Um, but they haven't necessarily said, they've said that a lot of the games, um, the third party games have all like, will probably be on both. Um, Ubisoft specifically said, we're going to release PS4 games, you know, until it's not, you know, financially reasonable, well, which, well, like, you- I think, well, okay. Yeah. That, that, that's different though. Like backwards compatibility is different from what Cody's talking about. Like, that's a this good is point, like, yeah. th- this is like Microsoft's, I can't remember what they call it. Like smart something, smart delivery, um, smart delivery. So Microsoft calls it smart delivery. We're like, you buy a game. So a, a, a Ubisoft, for instance, has the option to yeah. publish a game, and via smart delivery, if you if you play it on your new Xbox Series X, it will automatically use the like high tier level settings. Yeah, you won't you won't have to buy it again. Uh, Sony, I don't believe, has said anything of like that no like, they, they haven't announced any any of their uh like that that type of initiative um they they've been relatively quiet though so who knows they may they may have that like this article implies yeah. that they probably do but maybe not i don't know i don't know if it applies that necessarily i'd be kind of surprised if they did do that i also know like with uh with one of those interviews that phil spencer was in he mentioned that some he said that like some publishers haven't been as happy about that. Uh, he's like, but it's a pro gamer move. He's like, and so it's been on us to convince a lot of, uh, a lot of publishers that this is a, you know, this is a pro gamer move and people will, will well, yeah, they'd be rather on board sell you a it. game 10 times. You know? Exactly. Um, if I think back to like last generation from the like, uh, PlayStation, uh, two, like, yeah, three to four, um, we had a lot of like, Oh, this came out last month, but buy it again, you know, that type of thing yeah. um, with better graphics. So, yeah. Yeah. I think I, like I bought, you know, last generation bought multiple copies of destiny, multiple copies of call of duty, um, multiple copies of tomb Raider. That's right. Um, 
and all like at at like pretty much sixty dollars a, a oh yeah a, a pop you know yeah um, they weren't they weren't cheap and so like for for Xbox to say like that hey you know smart delivery is a thing and I think that's probably why they they in in whatever that was they left it up to the various publishers where they're like if if a publisher wants to use smart delivery they can do it you know so it's like if a publisher doesn't um once you use smart delivery they don't have to they can release their uh their remasters or their uh uprezzed versions um for the next generation but it's also that it'll be pretty re- you know revealing for gamers to see like what companies do and what companies don't you know yeah yeah especially yeah. now to cody's point the fact that like, it's so it's so easy to develop for these systems like in the past you couldn't just download re-download there was no way to re-download the game that you had bought on 360 onto your Xbox One mm-hmm. and then just have up-res graphics. Yeah. yeah. But now there is because they're all the same thing, basically, right? That's what you're you're basically saying. Oh, uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, they would develop like, they would develop to the highest standard and then kind of like slosh it down per platform. But uh, in terms of like the Xbox to Xbox 360 to the next Xbox... Those are pretty similar architectures too. Everything's kind of converging on that. So, hmm. yeah, I don't yeah. Know. The uh, the interesting thing, like with uh, with backwards compatibility, like whenever Xbox originally did their 360 compatibility on Xbox One, um, people were talking about it as if it was some miracle. Where they're like, we had we didn't know if it was possible. We wanted to try, and we tried, and it was possible. And so that you know, so it's like, yeah, you know, whenever moving forward i think that will serve them that work will serve them well because you know xbox has talked about how their 360 games and their original xbox games that are available backwards compatibility um on xbox one will be available backwards compatibility day one on your series x so like that's interesting whereas like with with playstation this with the cell architecture or whatever it was with uh, playstation um yeah three it's like that there's no way that whole generation is just right. like gone you know it's like and, it, I, well, it, and, it's I, and, and again yeah, I want to be clear again that like smart delivery and what we're talking about there is not the same as backwards compatibility because sure. backwards compatibility means they're like when you run an Xbox 360 game on your Xbox One, it's literally emulating yeah. the Xbox 360 versus downloading the same uh, code and then mm. just running it on that hardware. Yeah, good. That's good different. Point. Good point. Yeah, I was wondering. Sure. Maybe it was hard. Maybe the Xbox 360 did have like wildly different architecture than the current Xbox. If it if they had so much trouble, but I thought they were basically like PCs under the hood, and they used like, I mean, the I don't, same I don't remember the, like, the exact and... specifics, but I know that like the way that it plays that we play 360 games is through emulation. It's not. Oh, okay. It's not using the, the box in the same way. Interesting. Like the whole UI, you know, like the whole like xbox 360 ui pops up all the old menus the blades and everything like they're all there i remember at first like thinking like so the they've updated made massive updates to the xbox os like recent you know as far as like the last few years or whatever that have improved or whatever but i remember whenever the xbox one originally launched thinking like man the xbox 360 had such a better os than this um, and when so it's it always launched, nostalgic yeah. to go back and see it whenever I am doing a, a backwards compatible title or whatever. So, well, and I thought it was uh, interesting in one of those um, in one of those interviews, Phil Spencer also mentioned, you know, he the fact that whenever the Xbox One came out, you couldn't talk to your Xbox 360 friends. 
Like you couldn't just get on voice chat and communicate with them. You couldn't even see if they were online. Mm. Like they just weren't there anymore. Uh, unless they had an Xbox one, which was, you know, that sucks, <laughs> you know, like, uh, that, that won't be, won't be there this time. Um, I just think like both, both manufacturers, I think are, are probably approaching this in a more responsible way this time around. Yeah. I'm excited to see what happens. I, I am, like you said, like I am interested to see how the supply constraint potentially uh, works out with with both uh, companies, as well as like, like you mentioned, like people will may just not have as much expendable income. Um, yeah, consumer as, demand. And so maybe, like you said, it won't even matter. Um, the yeah. other side of this is if you manufacture, if there isn't a, a consumer demand at launch, right, and you're going to sell these things at a loss. Um, the more you manufacture at that high price of manufacturing. So at that time, um, the, the more you manufacture over demand, the like more money you lose. And so if, you know, if, term, if, yeah. so it, maybe it is a, uh, a potentially, you know, a, a decent strategy to be like, well, let's, let's be supply constrained for the first like couple of months and then catch back up in, 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 you know, the next year or whatever, when it's slightly less expensive to new manufacture, we're taking less of a hit on each console. Uh, so, yeah, that makes sense. Do you think you guys, are you guys planning on buying either one of these at launch? No. How long will you wait? I don't know if I'm going to even buy the next console yeah, generation. Cause like I've got a PC. Yeah. It's, I with how the architectures are kind of like converging into each other. Yeah. The only reason that they can't release these games on PC is maybe like a little bit of coding, but also like exclusivity deals. Like mm. Red Dead Redemption 2 came out on PC eventually. Yeah. They've got the Halo games on PC now. Right. Uh, and Microsoft has said every first party game will be on PC. Yeah, and and uh, didn't Dread Death Stranding come out on PC? Like that's a PlayStation exclusive. I yeah. think it's announced. I think it's announced for for PC. I don't know if it's out yet. Yeah, it's not out yet. But uh, yeah, a lot of the uh, even the like Japanese companies are hopping onto PC at this point. Like you can get a lot of Capcom games are releasing on PC. Hmm. See, so you wait a little bit longer, but eventually you get all these games. And you don't have to worry about backwards compatibility or any of that mm. stuff. You just upgrade your PC, and they still run most of the time. The yeah, uh, yeah and, and I guess like you know, by the time if they are delayed or whatever on on PC for PC release, a lot of times all the bugs are worked out by that point. So it's like, yeah. well, I'm not a beta tester anymore. <laughs> yes, since they have like have developed these games and throw them out there now. <laughs> um, the uh, the interesting thing about like for me this time around is like I'm definitely because of the supply constraint like I'm definitely gonna pre-order one on Amazon right so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to pre-order you know something on Amazon and get it in there locked in um, but it's it, it really like for Sony especially comes down to the games like the one yeah. thing that they could do to get me to buy a PlayStation Five day one at launch is to have like a ridiculous exclusive that I must play so like a Spider Man two or like a God of War two. Um, so I mean, like that's those are those are the kind of things that that, ha that would have to happen for me to get a PlayStation for an Xbox. What if it's not exclusive? What if it's not exclusive to the next box? What if I, it's I probably also wouldn't. on PS4? Like, there's no way. Yeah, there's no way yeah. I'm buying it at, at launch uh, if it's not like something that's a, an exclusive that I can't play on this thing. Um, that is the reason that I bought the PlayStation Four. I was waiting yeah. for Final Fantasy VII. Are yeah. you playing it now? 
No. It's like uh, a it's what? like a hundred gigabytes to download. My internet can't handle it right now. Oh man. It would take me like Go a week. Order the disc from uh Amazon. It's gonna be covered in virus. I don't want it. <laughs> Jeff Bezos will not let those people go home. <laughs> Listen, just 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 watch. Well, if they don't go home, then they're all quarantined there, so they don't have the virus, right? Yeah, but this, it's going to surface transfer. It's it seems gross. <laughs> I don't want it. I'll wait. And then, like, I was thinking because like PlayStation Five's coming out, right? Yeah. So there's going to be the uh, sequel to Final Fantasy VII, like the part two. I don't know how many parts there's going to be. <laughs> No one knows. No one knows how you're going to like transfer your saves over. And if it's going to come out on PC eventually, which I think it will because Square Enix releases everything on PC eventually now. Yeah. It seems like a safer route because I want my save game data to transfer over. Yeah. Yeah. I I remember like there were some games like in one of the console transitions where like they had you answer specifically, like, basically they had you take a quiz on what your choices in the previous game were. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what that was, but it was I like. Forgot. Did it, you, no, I think it was. Uh, it was it. It was one of the um, one of the Telltale games. I think. Yeah, that sounds right. Where it's like it was like, did you make this choice or this choice? And they like basically listed off all the potential options, and I had forgotten at the time like what I had done, and I was like, I maybe this one. So <laughs> anyway, I totally got the ultimate weapon in the last game. <laughs> yeah, I, totally I, got just it. I did everything right. Everything, everything. was was perfect. Um, the, uh, and it would generate your save based on that. Um, but the, the interesting thing for me about Xbox is my box is, is chugging. I mean, I have, they still have yeah. the day one console of my, uh, my Xbox. And so it's oh, chugging. That's the original PS4 too. I mean, it's the original PS4, but like whenever I log, like here's the thing, whenever I get onto the PS4 to play any of the more, like there it's, it doesn't chug nearly as much as the Xbox, uh, it does. I wonder if it's because I haven't used it as much. If it's like just oh, I mean, this, the it, the xbox is just aging the original xbox was not as powerful as the ps4 the yeah. original ps4 that's true and i think that's what it comes down to that's true yeah i mean they, they corrected that with the uh, xbox one s edition yeah. like a year later they all of this so like i like mine like still like i'll load into a, a call of duty war zone the battle royale drop in and then my textures will load. The other night I was uh, <laughs> I was on the ground and I was running through what I thought was a doorway. And then yeah. I got like I was like, why can't I open this door? And then the textures loaded and it was like a garage door that you couldn't open or close. And I was like, oh, this that's is crazy. So Sweet. what do you see? Like, what does it look like? Just gray boxes? <laughs> I mean, it's it's like basically um, it at first it looks like a, a like Minecraft kind of like oh. weird. Where it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like everything's kind of like blurry and, uh, and big pixel. And then it'll like go chick, 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 and slowly, gradually like get, you know, <laughs> more high def reg. And like once it's loaded after the initial like 40 seconds of a match, it's fine. But like, again, like that was just, it's a weird situation where I'm like, that probably doesn't happen on other consoles. Like that's, this is probably the only console that ha that happens on. Hmm. Do you think that's the wild. specs difference will matter between the new Xbox and PlayStation? The what? So the the new Xbox has like a slight advantage. Like yeah. it's running like higher clock rates on the processor. Mm -hmm. They're using the same processor in the same GPU is what it looks like, which is crazy. Yeah, but, the, the 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 two things that like the, I think there's two to me it comes down to two two things in the PS5. Number one, it'll depend on like how much does that fast SSD 
really affect games because mm-hmm. like in one of their press releases they mentioned or one of the analysis i think it was that we read mentioned like developers might have to slow the drive down to keep it from loading everything all at once like just to, <laughs> because it's too fast for the console what um yeah and, and that so doesn't, that's like, made up so <laughs> maybe that that will have enough of an edge over the xbox but then the other thing is like the clock speeds that they've that they've put on paper like supposedly from what i've read the the analysis that i've read the xbox clock speeds are not they're not max like they're sustainable the uh clock speeds that they've put on paper for the ps5 are basically peak speeds oh meaning they can't be sustained yeah so it'll overheat if it keeps running those correct so they're, they're overclocked PS5, and so 3.5 gigahertz Xbox, yeah. so 3.8. Like, I think there's some they're making some trade-offs you know like Sony is obviously putting a lot of money and a lot of like hey we're gonna put the fastest drive we can make in here like there's not even available like third-party drives that that can uh get plugged into this thing yet um versus Microsoft saying hey we're going to uh make this as powerful as we can it's like mm-hmm. it's one is one is more agile speedy the other one is more powerful i guess yeah i mean the, the power analogy of like xbox being like maybe 20 percent, 30 percent more powerful um i personally don't know how much that'll matter on non-exclusive titles for me yeah. like because like on third-party titles, they're going to be shooting for like probably the lowest common denominator, where it's like, okay, well, like let's shoot for the high, and then we'll downscale to this. But it's like, how much are they really going to focus on optimizing for one of the consoles above the other? Yeah. Whenever it's like, okay, well, it runs just a little bit better on the Xbox, just out, of, you know, but then we're not necessarily going to worry about optimizing uh, and and making this as pretty as it possibly can be on the Xbox. So, I for third-party yeah. titles, I don't think it'll matter very much at all. Um, similar to how I, it totally, totally hasn't this generation either, because with the the power differential on Xbox versus uh, versus PC or not PC Xbox versus PlayStation. Um, so for third party titles, I don't think it will. As far as the first party titles go, I don't know, man. That's a that's a that's a hard question for me because God of War on my launch PS4 was one of the most gorgeous games that I've ever played. Yeah. Um, and that's the like the launch PS4, and I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a hard call because if they are good, if the first party studios are really good at getting the most out of these things, it's like, yeah, you'll see a difference. But I don't know that I would look at a, a Sony PlayStation title like the next God of War and be like, man, I wish this was prettier. You know, it's because it's like it's going to look gorgeous regardless. I'm kind of wondering if this might be like the last console generation. I know that sounds crazy, but like you were talking about game streaming earlier. Mm hmm. And they're trying to get people on board into their different, like, walled garden ecosystem kind of online services. And PlayStation already has, or Sony's already got their game streaming service. So, like, eventually I feel like the consoles will just become thin clients. We're going to get 5 gigabit, which is going to be crazy fast. Mm-hmm. And they'll just host servers, and you'll pay a subscription. They sell you a super cheap thin client, you hook it up to your TV... They stream games to you. You're done. I th- I think that's that is a uh, definite possibility for the future. I think like the thing that um, and obviously like Phil Spencer like because they've been doing the Xbox has been like working with XCloud and stuff like that. He he kind of is, has a, a a leg in both worlds of like hey we're you know we're developing this really fast streaming technology as well as we have a console. 
he said that like he hopes that there will always be a market for consoles because he's like you know there is going to be no better way to play a game than you know latency wise than yeah. literally having it running in your room um, yeah. He's like, but for the vast majority of, of users, maybe it's a situation where it gets fast enough via the streaming where like they don't care uh, to get like the lightning fast latency uh, that you would have if it was on a console in your house. So um, I think it's there. The strategies could potentially be completely different where it's like, hey, everybody maybe has a PC or one of these like high end PC like consoles. Um Oh, and then the vast majority of people just do it off of like a streaming device, like a phone or like, you know, a tablet or something like that. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a different, definite possibility, Cody. I think like, and I've said it before on the podcast, but like, I, I think we, none of us really understand or comprehend what's going to happen whenever 5g internet hits. It's going to be like the leap from dial up to broadband and then from 3G to LTE on like, and, and with each step, it kind of feels like, oh yeah, we've always been able to watch, you know, Netflix movies. No, we haven't. Like <laughs> I'm, I watch, I watch 4K Netflix on my TV right now. Like a few years back, that is like unheard of. And yeah. so as speeds get faster, it's going to change the way we do freaking everything. Oh yeah. So like, I read this article about Amazon getting interested in 5G, potentially putting like hardware down like near, I, I guess like near the endpoints. Mm. So if Amazon's hosting servers like near the endpoints, the stuff you could do with that is crazy. Like, have you seen like the Oculus Quest? Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine that with 5G and it's just like streaming like super low latency, the game to you? So, hmm. like, it's got very little processing power itself, but Amazon's got these servers that are, like, right near the endpoints, low latency. And I think, like, that's that's fascinating, too. And I also thought, like, even though Google Stadia, like, hasn't been received well, and they've, like, really botched the launch and, like, that service, like, a lot. Um, which you can get the pro membership now for, for two months for free or something like that, um, mm -hmm. by the way. So if anybody wants to take advantage and see if they can play games on Google Stadia, go for it. Um, but I will say like the, the technology there is fascinating because like the predictive, like where it's like basically they've loaded every possible option that you can push on this controller. They've preloaded that on the, onto the system. Um, and so it's like, oh, essentially Jesus. it's playing like a, a step ahead of whatever game they have. So like, if you're playing destiny, they have the animation, uh, loaded onto the rig, ready to go at any point to throw a grenade. Um, and so whenever you throw that grenade, it load, it goes, does that, that animation from, the box you're sitting on, but in the cloud, like it tells the cloud. And so like it cuts down latency that way. Um, some multiplayer that's how, games that's, do that's that. How they do it. They kind of have like a predictive thing to fill in the gaps. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, in the same, again, it's, it's the same way. Like, I mean, I, I, I can't remember the last physical movie I bought. Like it's probably been over a year. Oh, I remember it. Wait, <laughs> what? Wait, did you buy that? Did you download that movie? What's that terrible movie? Alien vs. Predator. Oh, Alien, oh no! Yeah, I bought, I bought it. I bought it digitally. Oh, okay. I didn't buy the. I didn't. That, I didn't that would be really person. funny if you had bought that physically somehow yeah. and like. <laughs> and you were I got like, it out I of the, the, the DVD one. bin at Walmart. You risked yeah. your life to go get Alien yeah. vs. Predator. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it's on sale, guys. I gotta get it. Oh. 
The uh, yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like, I used to get a lot more physical movies than I get now. Um, and you know, I if it's on sale for a drastic discount on like uh, Black Friday or whatever, like I'll get something then, um, like physical then. But then a lot of times, like the digital deals are just as good nowadays. So last year, I think I bought a digital digital movie on Black Friday that I was like, oh sweet, this is I don't have to go out and get it on uh, physical now. Yeah, most of the time I think they're better because, like, I mean, if I if I buy a digital copy of a movie, most of the time it's 4K, and if I wanted to buy the 4K Blu-ray of that, I'm talking 30, 35 bucks, you yeah. know, um, and I'm buying them on sale for five. <laughs> mm-hmm. I lose things. I like having it digital. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. That's a really good point. And like, it, it takes up space. Like uh, comic books, I've been like, I've done like Marvel Unlimited. And nice. I really didn't read many comic books before, like getting into like these Netflix like subscriptions, and now I read yeah. them all the time. I love it. I mean, the same, yeah. on John and I've talked about that before, like how I I eventually just ditched the comic book shop because, like, I would buy comics and then they would sit in the corner and I wouldn't read them for like months, uh, just because like I couldn't read them anywhere, couldn't read yeah. them in bed, like it was just so hard. And uh, whenever I started buying comics digitally, that's when I started reading them again. All right, well, um, if you guys don't have anything else to say about uh, <laughs> the new consoles. I mean, now uh, we're on to comic books, so I, I know, feel yeah, we're, like we're, yeah, we're probably close. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Cody, thank you for being here with us. Uh, this has been amazing. We should, we should do it again next week if you're free. Yeah. I'm pretty busy these days, you know. Uh, that's what I, I got thought. a lot of places to go, things to cough yeah. on. Uh. <laughs> um so uh next week i don't know what we're talking about but uh we'll figure something out who knows because like you know i feel like ever, ever since movies got canceled like it's, yeah. it, it, we, uh, <laughs> the entire schedule for the whole year just out the window oh speaking of um something we could talk about maybe you guys should both watch it i think it's on the 19th when is that is that monday mm. uh 19th there is a, uh, it's called, um, I believe it's called Disney Gallery, and they are doing a, I think, eight-episode behind-the-scenes series on The Mandalorian. Oh, I've heard about this. So, on, the, uh, on TV or on Disney Plus? On Disney Plus. Ah, I'm in. So uh, we should both, we should all watch that and talk about that next week. Dude, I'm, I'm finish so Mandalorian. <laughs> Yeah. Cody, what did you think of The Mandalorian? That's a good question. I didn't finish it yet. What? I've, I've been saving... Oh. All right, so, like, really good TV is is hard to come by. Yeah. Except, like, it's everywhere and it's easy to get. But, like, I like to save stuff like that, so I always have something that I know, like, in my back pocket that I can just watch. Like, I've got, like, a free day or something that I just can't think of anything. The, uh, I mean, you got a lot of free days now. sounds like me. <laughs> And finishing, like, games and stuff. Like, where there are certain games where I literally stop, like, right before the end. And I did this with Return of the King, um, the the book. Yeah. Um, where I read the book and I stopped before the end because I was like, I don't want it to be over. I don't want to. And I was never ready to be done. And so, at this point, I'm just done. But it's like I never had to go through the, uh, the emotional catharsis of being like, I'm done. You know, close the book. I'm done. Final chapter or whatever. It is heartbreaking. Yeah, I mean, I've never, so I haven't beat uh, Breath of the Wild yet. So I'm right, I've done Same. everything else uh, except for the final boss. And uh, so whenever the sequel comes out, like the, the you know, month or so before the sequel comes out, I'm going to be trying to get back into that game and I'll have forgotten all of the controls 
and uh, I'd be attempting to beat uh, the final boss of Breath of the Wild at some point there. I do the same right. thing, except like I'll play like halfway through, and then I try to restart, and I'm like, I don't remember, and then I have to read a guide because I yeah. See, I was I I, I, I the other night I was like, do I want to get back into Reddit Redemption two? And I was like, I don't remember what's happening, and I don't want to restart this thing, so just gonna hold off again. <laughs> <laughs> just watch a video synopsis of like I what know, happened and then to. stop it whenever it gets to the new stuff where you're like, I haven't done that. <laughs> I haven't done that. It's like a $60 um, game just in yeah. Stacy's. Real quick, before we go, last thing. Uh, what's the worst video game boss you've ever faced? Cody? Oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> I never get to the bosses. I quit before the end. <laughs> John. Uh, so mine, the the worst one in what way? Like the worst is in the most frustrating? The one that just frustrated you the most. Oof, okay, so it was recent. It was the Hollow Knight boss uh, oh. because it has two two levels to it. Like if you want to get a, like the good ending of that game, you have to not only beat the final boss like from the original game, but like whenever they release the free update DLC or whatever, you had to like immediately... So like th- your health is the same, like nothing changes, no save point. You have to immediately beat the beat the final boss and then go into a harder final boss um mm. directly after that. And so like you had to like, you know, strategy and that it took me hours and hours to beat that final boss on that mm. game. My oh. most frustrating one was the uh the the Joker final boss in Arkham uh Asylum. Dude, that was I terrible. Quit, I, I quit that one. I thought maybe it was easy. But it wasn't. I played it like three or four times, and then I watched a YouTube of the ending. Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. So That's you never good, finished it? That's a no. good way to handle it because... <laughs> it's the worst. It's a bad boss, I'm sorry man. to interrupt It's your just story. a terrible, terrible boss. Cody, did you think of one? I did remember mine. It's Ruby Weapon from Final Fantasy VII. Mm, oh. I, th- I think it's like one of the special bosses you have to go like... You don't have to fight it. You can go fight it like optionally. And I remember I had to use, like, a game shark to cheat, so I had infinite health. Like, immediately, it just, like, kills one of your guys. What? <laughs> it just, That's like, terrible. It has a move that just, like, takes one of your guys, so you have a three, three-member three party, and it just gets rid of one of them. Like, immediately. Dang. That's such, like, a weird, like, that's such a weird mechanic where, where it's just, like, you know what? We're randomly just going to, gone, you know? Dead. So I had to use, like, game shark, and then... So my guy had infinite health, and then I had, like, one of those auto-fire PlayStation controllers. So I think I had, like, X down, and I just, like, <laughs> left a pot, like, on the, the controller. And I just, like, left for, like, half a day. <laughs> You're doing, like, three three points of damage, it heals again. To, yeah. Dude, like, so one of my, f- like, so one of the hardest bosses, but the, the most satisfying bosses in uh, God of War, the PlayStation exclusive uh, 20, whatever, 2018 God of War, um, there is an optional boss in that that is uh, that is super satisfying to beat, very hard, but incredibly fair. <laughs> um, everything about that game is incredibly fair, and uh, and that's what I one of the things I loved about. It. Like I very rarely got frustrated with that game because like everything I was just like, well, yeah, that was all my fault. You know, it's like I should have <laughs> blocked there. Like it was clear, obvious. Um, and it's such a tight, tightly controlled game. But that that boss, like you couldn't, you almost couldn't make mistakes. And you could approach it a number of different ways because like your different armor does different buffs and different things. And and so you could have like, oh well, you steal health from the person if you use a certain weapon. And so you could you could 
game it however way you wanted or however played to your strengths and so at that boss i actually switched to a different play style that like more catered to how i wanted to approach that arena that boss and uh so i had to relearn that and then finally beat it or whatever so uh but it was it was Mm. satisfying very very hard though all right this has been stay on target um i don't remember how i finished this uh thanks for listening all that jazz. You can go to, you can go to find us online at stayintargetpodcast.com on social at chriswright250. And John Wright777. Cody, what's your you social? Online? Oh, okay. I didn't I didn't realize you guys were pointing at me. Don't <laughs> don't talk to me. <laughs> don't don't contact me. Don't it's contact weird. him. Okay. Stay with, away with, from Cody. With the camera, like you said you did, I, I like was trying to figure out where to point. I realized I was pointing at my like the center of my that's not like I was pointing at your no, screen on my phone. The right there. But it looks like I'm pointing down, you know, but it's like I have to point at the camera. I, I thought you guys were trying to like Super summon awkward. Captain Planet or something. I wasn't sure what was going on. I'm like, like I haven't enter. listened in a while. I don't know what's going on. I'm missing out. <laughs> um also at Stay in Target Pod, please go to your podcaster's service of choice, review us, tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on Target. Target.